following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. So here we get this story of these three men. Now, why even are they in Babylon where Nebuchadnezzar is? So what's happened prior to this is the people of Israel have actually fallen away from God. And as they've fallen away, he told them at the beginning, he said, listen, I'll be your God, you will be my people. And if you don't, hear the consequences of what's going to happen. And the consequences were all, he's like, listen, if you follow me, you're going to be a nation. You're going to be a people, select and set apart. But if you don't follow me, then you're going to end up being taken over by the nations around you. So at this point in the history of Israel, they have actually looked at God and said, listen, you told us you were going to be our king, but we, we really want an earthly king. Because we like the things that earthly kings bring. We like gold, we like riches, we like land. So we want an earthly king. God keeps going, no, you don't. And they're like, no, we really do. So he goes, okay, here you go. And those earthly kings from Saul to David to Solomon and down their lines have walked further and further from God. And as they walk further and further from God, prophets are sent to remind the people, hey, turn back to God, turn back to God, turn back to God. And they go, oh, oh no, thank you. And so the people keep following themselves. They keep seeking the places around them, instead of following God. And so he says, listen, there was a consequence. I told you what would happen if you followed these other things. And so the Assyrians and Babylonians come in and conquer, and then as a way, when Babylon would come in, one thing they would do when they would conquer a nation is they would take the best and the brightest out of that nation and relocate them to Babylon. Because who's going to start a rebellion if all the leaders are in exile? And so in Babylon, you have this exiled group of Israelites. And that's why you have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being in that place. That they're in Babylon, they're around Nebuchadnezzar because their people have been conquered and they have been exiled to Babylon. So Nebuchadnezzar, who is a conquering king, decides one day, you know what, I'm going to build this statue. And so we saw that beautiful golden statue as rendered in the cartoon. And he builds this idol and says, listen, I'm the king, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to worship and follow the way I tell you to worship and follow. And so come, and when the horns blow... When the musical instruments are played, you bow to this idol. You come here and you bow down. That's what you do. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decide not to do that. But there was a promise of consequence for that, which was the fiery furnace. So we get this story of these men who stand up to the king for a reason. And what I want to talk about today are three things. I want to talk about what it means to be a people in exile. I want to talk about what it means 
to face down idols. And I want to talk about what it means for us to have a witness because of that into the world. So what does it mean to be a people in exile? Because that's where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are. These three have been pulled out of their homes. And as they've been pulled out of their homes, they're told to exist in a culture that is very different from the one they know. Now, it's not completely different because the reason they've been exiled is because they had turned from God. But here are three men who obviously are following after Him. And so a people in exile are people who live in a culture that's different than their own. They live in a place where things are strange and weird and, you know, just different. Then you look at an idol. So this, this statue of gold is built. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being three Jewish men know there's a couple rules, ten of them. And one of them is, you shall have no gods before me. So this is a pretty clear-cut one for them. They look and they go, listen, we don't bow down to golden idols. It's the rules. That's not what we do. But the interesting thing is that these people have brought into exile, that's been what they've been doing. The reason they're in exile is because they had been bowing down to idols. They had left the ways of God and started following the ways of men. But it's interesting, when they refuse to bow, something happens. Right? There's a miracle that happens in the midst of it where this fourth man joins them. And this is actually kind of a cool biblical moment because you see some would say an angel, but sometimes we see that in Scripture when we see a messenger of God in and amongst His people, that's the pre-incarnate Christ. So that is Jesus there, the Son, present in and amongst them. And what happens when they exit the furnace? The king who was furious with them has seen the power of God and instead of condemning it says, no one gets to mess with their God, which is just kind of hilarious in general because if there's a God powerful enough to stop this furnace that burned up the people putting the people in the furnace, he doesn't need your permission to like not be attacked. But it is a benefit to the Jewish people in exile because now their God has street cred in and amongst Babylon that they can't be attacked because of it. So you have a people in exile who have been pulled out. You have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as these exiles who look and say, listen, we've been exiled here and we see reasons why the nations were able to conquer us and so we're going to follow God. You see them encounter an idol and stand up and say, no, we will not bow down. But you see that in their not bowing down, when they're thrown in the furnace, there is a witness that exits with them that shows the power of their God to those who have brought them into exile. That this story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is a blessing even to us today. Because we are a people in exile. There's that classic old hymn, I am but a stranger here, 
Heaven is my home. We are a people that look and say, there is a day coming when Jesus will return and usher everything back into his kingdom. And our citizenship, our home is there. That in fact, while we are blessed to walk around and breathe here, we are actually in exile from our true home. That one day when Jesus returns and he resurrects the world, there will be no more tears, there will be no more sadness. Everything will be made perfect and in joy. So we are exiles longing for the day for the king to return. But I think it's important for us as exiles to recognize why we're in exile. It would be easy to take and say, listen, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these guys were perfect. They did it right. That's why they make it through this story. But they're in exile. What did they do back home to try and stop all of this? They probably were walking along with it until they got that reminder. You see, for us as people today, we live in this exile looking towards the kingdom that is to come. But we need to recognize there's a reason we're in exile. Because sin is the plague that still bothers us. Selfishness, self-centeredness. And so we exist in this exile from God, knowing that one day we will be restored. But right now, this distance remains until we see Him fully. So then how do we act as a people in exile? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because we look and we say there are thousands, if not millions of idols that could take our gaze. And the world is calling for us to bow down to those idols. He is calling. The world is calling to pull us from the Lord. And listen, these show up all kinds of places. An idol is anything that we would put in the seat of God. It's anything that would take His place. And we can see it all around us. All you have to do is open Facebook to look and see what is most important to people. Because we've stopped talking to each other, and started talking at each other. We've drawn battle lines in places where we're called to love our neighbors. The world is calling us from two places. From a place that says, listen, you can do whatever you want. The idol of selfish living that says, this is all about me. Or it might be the idol that says, we have to make everyone like us. That once they get it right, then they're like me and everything will be okay. But all it is is a self-centered idol. But the culture will pull and tug at us. It will say, listen, can't you just let people be who they are? Can't you just accept that this is how it is? Or on the other side, it will say, shouldn't we just hate anyone who is not like us? 
And it shows up in small ways and in big ways. And I think the answer of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to Nebuchadnezzar is one that we should take to heart, which is that they look at the king and they say, our God is able to save us, but even if he doesn't, we will not bow. What are the idols that are calling out in your life that you need to look and say, my God is bigger and greater. And even if He does not save me from the ridicule, from the destruction that comes with not bowing down, He is still good. Because the interesting thing that happens when we stand up and we say, this is who God is. And notice how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do it. They stand up and say, this is our God. They don't have to defend Him. They don't have to try and tell people how they're wrong. They just say, this is who our God is. And we will take the punishment you throw at us. Because when they walk out of that fire, unharmed, and the world is watching, look at what happens. The king of Babylon, who has just built himself a golden idol, says your king, your God, is truly powerful. You see, we resist idols not just for our benefit, but for the witness it gives to others. To say, listen, the power of God in me is greater than what is in the world. So we are a people in exile, waiting for the day we get to return home. The idols of this world are going to call to us. The music is playing, calling us to bow down. But we stare at them and say, our God is able to save. And we let that be a witness to the world. Let's pray. Lord, we give you thanks that you are a God who loved exiled people, who sent a son to save us from the fire so that we may be your witnesses to the world. Lord, we pray that we would take an honest look at ourselves to see those idols that we may be bowing down to. Lord, help us to seek you instead. Lord, when the trial and tribulation comes, let us be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who say, our God is able to save, but even if He doesn't, we will not bow. Lord, may we witness the power of the true King, the Savior, who came to redeem the world so that more may come to know Him. In Your Son, Jesus' name, Amen.